I'm your host, Jerrica, and welcome to She Has a Name Too, the show where we discuss the individuality of moms. Motherhood is an honorable and full-time job, but between the dishes and diapers lies a woman with her own hopes and dreams. Here we discuss the woman behind her title, Mother. This week, I'm joined by my wise friend, Rachel. She may not be a mother yet, but that doesn't mean that her children aren't often on her mind. Rachel loves learning about other cultures and exploring the world around her. She is currently nannying in Australia. Keep listening to find out how Rachel is preparing to become the mother she hopes to be. I know we've known each other for seven years, but I feel like some of these questions might still come as a surprise to me. So without further ado, Rachel, who are you? I'm 28 years old now, and I grew up in Maryland. I had a little brother and a little sister, and my mom and my dad, and that's kind of the situation that we were in in Maryland. And I was homeschooled until fifth grade, so growing up, my family did a lot of road trips and field trips, and I developed this love for the outdoors and science, and particularly the ocean. And so when I graduated high school, I wanted to um, go to school for biology, and so I got my bachelor's degree in biology from Brigham Young University in Idaho, and um, I did an emphasis in zoology. And so I love animals, and I love wildlife, and I love traveling and exploring and learning about the environment. Uh, I also grew up kind of taking care of kids because I'm the oldest, and I had some extended family and stuff. and So I just grew up with a love of kids, and I love taking care of them. And so right now I'm a professional full-time nanny, and I also work part-time on the side remotely online as a part-time English as a second language teacher. So it allows me some flexibility to travel and work. Yeah, I love meeting new people and learning about other cultures and ways of life. I also served a mission for my church in Italy. And so I was there for a year and a half. Um, and that's where <laughs> I met you. Yep. Uh, so now I'm living in Australia for work and for play. I'm kind of traveling around and working. Love taking care of kids and helping out families. I love cooking and eating and swimming and hiking and exploring the outdoors, seeing new places. That's kind of what I'm about. Did you end up starting that blog, that travel blog, or have you just been on Instagram primarily with your travel experiences? Yeah, I'm mainly just still posting on Instagram. I um, kind of realized that I didn't have a lot of time to focus on the blog. And it's a commitment because you pay monthly to have the URL and stuff like that. So I decided to um, kind of put it on hold for now, but it's still something I want to try doing. It's just one of those things I've always kind of wanted to do. And um, I feel like I've kind of traveled enough at this point to put some content onto it. So it's something I still want to do, but I haven't I haven't actually started it yet. That would be really cool. I'd, I'd love to hear all your stories from Europe to the South Pacific. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to share it. Um, one of my really good friends is a very successful travel blogger and she was asking me she was telling me basically that it kind of takes that you should have kind of a unique spin to it or something that you know might be just unique and kind of um like a hook or something and 
So that's also something I have to think about and kind of decide like what sort of take I want to do on it. It's a little, I guess it's just a little more of a, of a commitment than I thought originally, I guess, to like get it going and get it started. That's um, something I have to be more ready for, I think, before I actually like go and do it. But yeah, I think it would be so fun to share. And I like reflecting back on the things I've done and um, remembering them and that's another reason I also want to get a better camera to like capture things before I blog about it. Stuff like that, like these technicalities. With all this travel that you've done, can you give us some, some of the most exciting places you've gone? So I've been to nine or 10 countries and I've lived longer term um, in three of them. So the US and Italy and Australia. The others I've visited uh, more for just vacation. I've been to Canada, Italy, France, and Denmark, the Caribbean countries, New Zealand, Australia. And I've traveled to much of the United States. Growing up, I did road trips with my dad. And then I've traveled around Australia a fair bit now. And I've been impressed by pretty much everywhere I've been. I think every place has its own beauty in its its own way, as like cliche as that sounds. And what makes a place is not just the views, which I'm a huge fan of, but it's the people and the culture and how life is lived there. And I think that's why my favorite places are the places that I've spent more time in, that I've been able to see more of what it's actually like to to live there, to be there, to be a part of that country. And so, yeah, my favorite places are... Australia and and Italy, you know, those are outside of the US. Those are my favorite. Well, it's definitely not hard to love Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to Australia, but I have been to the South Pacific to Fiji and Tonga. And so I at least understand how beautiful it is down there. And just how friendly the people are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. They're right up there with Italians. I don't know. They might be more friendly than Italians down in the South Pacific. Really, in both places, they're just such loving people. And it's so easy to fall in love. Okay, do you have one favorite place, like, out of all of the places that you've been? I like I like different places for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what you're going for. If you're going just to, like, vacation for a short amount of time or if you're going to live. But I would say that my – the places that really left an, an impression on me were the Caribbean because it really is, like, paradise. Denmark like blew my mind. It was very surprising to me because it was uh, so nice. The people there were so nice. It was very chill and very beautiful. I, I really liked it there. It's a good place to visit. Um, the food was very good. Um, I think my favorite place to live besides the United States, because I'm a United States citizen and it's just my home. It's where a lot of the people I love are is Australia. I think Australia has all of the things that I loved about living in California, but they also, they're a developed country and there's good schools here. And so it's a good place, in my opinion, to like raise a family. There aren't any guns. Um, I ask people around the world, people from different places I've had conversations with and you know, they're like, I wanted to go to a country where they spoke English. I was like, well, what about the United States? 
And their answer usually is, it's too dangerous there. They worry about um, the danger that comes with living in the United States, which is something I've never really thought about. I didn't really have perspective on until I lived in Australia, to be honest. So anyway, yeah, I think Australia is a good place to like raise a family and stuff like that. It's one of my favorite places to live, for sure. I think it's cool that you've asked people their opinions and you've been okay with it, too. Like you've accepted like, okay, hey, you grew up in Denmark. This is what you're used to. And that, you know, that's something that plays into your opinions and your life experience. I think that's really cool that you're like learning from people around the world too. I think it's really cool too. And when it comes down to it, I'm just really grateful that I have opportunities like this. Like living abroad has kind of been, it's been a blessing um, it's been something that I've been given opportunities come up to live abroad. And so I'm just really grateful that I've had them because it, I feel like it has opened my perspective up a lot on who people are like behind the languages that we speak are the same emotions. So really we can all be unified. And I think focusing more on that is really important on how we can be unified as a human race. And I think traveling is one way to really help us do that, help us to have the perspective that we're all more alike maybe than we think we are. I feel very united with people around the world. So through your nannying and through school, you're, you know, you're definitely taking time to develop yourself and it, it shows like through your travel and, and your work. So how specifically are you preparing for motherhood? Yeah, that's a really good question. Being a mom has always been something that has been on my mind. And I think it started when I was a kid um, with my mom. She was great. She had so many hobbies and so much love, especially for her kids and so much drive and dedication to reach goals. And I know she's only human and she's not perfect. But I aspired one day to be a mom like her in different ways. So with that said, I think I've prepared for motherhood asking myself questions in life like what example do I want to be for my kids and what do I want them to learn? So I've always had these questions in my mind. And so I've thought about like specific ways I can prepare. My life has kind of taken a track that I think has been helpful for um, learning about motherhood, thankfully, because I've always loved working with kids. Being a full-time nanny helps me have like hands-on experience, of course, kind of learning different parenting techniques and how parents can interact with kids, um, the things that I want to bring into my future family. And learning a new language is one that I think is cool because it helps my kids see that, I would hope that it would help my kids see that we can blend um, we can blend cultures together and kind of give a little bit of us to other people, no matter what, um, what language they speak, you know, I think about how my mom was my mom knew another language, and it inspired me to become um, a better person and like a hardworking person later in life and to contribute more to society. And that's something like I want to pass down to my kids. Um, and I've also prepared myself, I believe, in a very important way by working on figuring out what's important to me and working on that and specifically my mental health and making sure I'm prepared to take care of my family 
um, also, not just physically, not just with temporal things, but emotionally as well. And I think that's very important. And our health, there's so many aspects to our health. You need to be healthy first as a parent to make sure your kids are healthy and to take care of them. So I think it's important to, I've tried different ways to take care of myself to make sure I'm prepared to take care of my kids, but then also teach them how to do the same so that it doesn't just end with a generation. I love that, that you're working on yourself before you have kids. And I think, you know, it's not, oh, we have kids. I guess I can't work on myself anymore. I mean, it does from experience, it does get a little bit more difficult (laughs) because you are kind of focusing on everyone else. It is so important to be like working on our health and our, especially our mental health. Um, Because I know that if I'm grouchy, then that just reflects on everyone else. It's okay to go through, you know, depression spells and things like that. That's normal and totally okay. And I've, I've been there. But yeah, to be like working, to know what you need in those moments, to be working on that definitely, I think helps. And I love that you're able to do that before you have kids and like, and recognize that too. Yeah, I feel pretty, I feel pretty blessed. Um, I know I'm not completely prepared for motherhood in any way. And like (laughs) mom tell me all the time that like, it just changes. Like when you have kids. Sometimes you think you know what you want to do um, like for them or you think you know what you want to do to raise them exactly, but it changes. And it also changes with like depending on the child, you know, I think Mm -hmm. too, like everyone's unique and different. So I know I'm not completely prepared for motherhood, but I am really grateful for whatever sort of exposure I've been able to have to to help me prepare in any way, to be honest, because I know it's one of the most important, hardest careers out there, if not the most important, in my opinion, um, being a parent and raising the next generation. So if I can get any sort of exposure to help me out when the time does come, I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, so there. I'm like, yeah, teach me whatever you want. Yeah, I'm glad you have like an open mind and you're ready for all the advice. And (laughs) is there something that you hope to teach your children that you've learned recently? I think one of the most important things is to teach them to respect everyone, to respect people no matter where they come from, who they are. I want my kids to grow up with the knowledge that we're all, we all have the same worth as human beings. And that we're all important and it just doesn't matter what language you speak, what country you come from, what sorts of trials and struggles you have, what your opinions are, that we should all respect each other for for those things and see each other as equals. That's something that I want to teach my kids. And, you know, then comes the question, how do you do that? And I think that I it's something I'm always going to be working on, but I need to set the example. Like, I need to be that way. So it's something I always need to work on and always teach myself. And so, yeah, I think setting that example is important and exposing them to new things and new cultures, hopefully, and to these different ways of life, introducing them to people who just have different opinions can go such a long way. 
So I think that's important to help them to be good people and citizens of the world. (laughs) The other thing that I've learned recently, especially recently, about life (laughs) is that it's really important to be okay talking about your feelings and be okay talking about things that are hard to talk about and making sure that, like I said before, you're taking care of your mental health. And that's something that I really want my kids to understand and feel comfortable with is talking about things that are hard to talk about, talking about their feelings and being open about it. Because I think it's easy to go throughout your day and not talk about those those things, you know. So that's something I want to teach my kids is that it's okay for them to be vulnerable and talk about their feelings and be open and hopefully that they would be willing and able to come to me if they needed to or if they wanted to, like anytime. And their dad as well, of course. So along with that, I want them to know to take care of themselves while they're looking out for and loving other people as well. And that when they make mistakes, that their worth hasn't changed. I'm kind of blown away (laughs) at, seriously, your wisdom. (laughs) I'm like, do you want to be my (laughs) nanny? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would love That would be so fun. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Then you could come back to California. That would be so fun. You're so right. Uh, you'd have to do it for free, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have to have a side gig. Yeah, your payment is just hanging out with me. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good payment. Yeah. That's pretty good payment. Yeah. Okay. Think I can pay my, my rent with that? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I am so blown away. I think, you know, your kids are going to be so lucky to have such a wise mom who just is so open-minded I have really enjoyed listening to you answer these questions, and I feel like I've learned so much just in this, you know, in this little bit that we've been recording. I'm so grateful that you agreed, and I think you kind of just walked right into it when you asked me if I had anyone lined up (laughs) for interviews, and I was like, like, "Uh, actually, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was completely shocked, but I'm so happy you asked me. Um, It's really good to be here and it's fun to talk to you. It always is. So thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Join the conversation on Instagram and Twitter at She Has a Name Too. And tune in next week when I wrap up the first season with how it all started and news on what's to come in the near future. She Has a Name Too is a production of Mecca Radio. I, Jerrica Dennison, was your host and was joined by my friend Rachel Miranda. Huge thank you to my husband Ryan who kept our baby entertained while we recorded. This episode was edited by my awesome brother, Alex Williams. Mecca.